0: Welcome to the ministries of the Barholi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him and all the earth. The pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you have all to hear. We have read our scripture, our text, 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I want to uh, focus on just a couple of verses in there to use as a kind of a springboard today as we allow the Lord to speak to us. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. I would like to read those two verses again. It says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hand. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, first of all, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Amen. Entitle this message today, Stir Up Your Gift, and Serve. Stir up your gift, and serve amen our Heavenly Father we thank you and we praise you we honor and we adore you we pray for now Lord as we open your word that you would use your word to speak to our hearts pray God that you would encourage somebody today you will strengthen somebody. You will deliver somebody. You will heal somebody. Lord, you know what the needs are. And we thank you for the sufficiency of your word. Pray that you will use your word today to minister as only you can. Lord, I commit myself to you again. To be used of you. You are the brave, the mighty, the awesome God. And with you all things are possible so we thank you we praise we honor you we adore you for what you're doing and we'll continue to do in the name of jesus christ remember sister thomas that she's away from us lord doing a follow-up lord we know at times all things like these can mess with our minds the uncertainty and all that the enemy would want to bring to our mind pray for her today that your peace father which passes all understanding, would guard her heart, her mind, even as she would visit that hospital, that doctor, for that checkup, Lord God. That Father, she would go with confidence, knowing that you are in control and that your peace, Lord, would overwhelm her. In Jesus' name. We give you thanks. Amen. Stir up your gift. And serve. Stir up your gift. And serve. The Bible tells us. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. That we are blessed. With all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus that as a result of our faith in him because we trusted Christ for our salvation and because we are saved by the grace of God we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ but along with this blessing Come some responsibility. Can somebody say amen? amen? There are obligations that come along with these blessings that we now enjoy, these blessings that are now ours. The Bible is clear that there are duties that come along with our calling. We are called and we are admonished to make our calling and our election sure. But at the same time, there are duties that come along that all of us must fulfill. So as Christians, we have all been called in order that we might serve not only are we called to serve, but the Bible says to us in our text that we read that we are gifted to serve. That God has given all of us gifts in order that we might serve. Am I talking to us today? The Bible says to us, in Hebrews 12:20 and wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear. We're to serve God with caution, do so carefully with discretion, and circumspection. At the same time, we are to be apprehensive because some danger might just be lurking on the horizon. So we are called to serve God acceptably with reverence and with godly fear. I am submitting to us from the Word of God that reasonable service is what God expects from all of us. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service, reasonable. I am submitting to us that no matter what we do it's our only our reasonable service because we do what we can because of our giftedness because of the ability that God has given to us. You know, I read this passage of scripture and it's just so amazing. I I want us to think about it. It's Luke chapter 17 and verse 10. Hear what the word of God says. So likewise, Jesus speaking here. So likewise you, when you shall have done All those things which I have commanded you, say, this is what you're going to say now. We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which is our duty to do. After we would have done all that we need to do. The Bible said that we are to say to ourselves, I am only an unprofitable servant. It is submitting to us here that this title of unprofitable servant is something that we are to aspire for. <laughs> Think about it for a moment. Because we are only considered unprofitable servants when we do what? All. That we are commanded to do. We are only unprofitable servants. We cannot go beyond our ability. We cannot go beyond our giftedness. We cannot go beyond what God allows us to do. So, when we would have done all of that, we had to humble ourselves and say, I am only an unprofitable servant because I have done that which is my duty oh Lord many of us get prideful and we allow pride to take us over simply because we try to compare ourselves with others and that is where the pride comes in And the interesting thing about it is, when we start comparing ourselves, we never compare ourselves with somebody who is ahead of us. But always the person struggling behind. And we tell ourselves that, well, I am more than brother and sister so and so. And so I am this or I am that. The Bible says when we would have done all, That we are commanded to do. And I I submit to us that all of us today will confess that we have not done all. Oh no we have not. There are some areas where we fall short. There are some areas where we need to rise up. Am I I talking to us? There are some areas in our lives. It doesn't matter who we are. We have not done all. We have not, so don't tell yourself that you have done all. You have not. The Bible says, After we have done all that we are commanded to do, we are to say, I am only an unprofitable servant because I have done that which is my duty. So, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But along with that blessing or those blessings. Come responsibility. And that is where most of us are challenged. When it comes to the responsibility. Because the blessings we enjoy them. Can somebody say amen? We are saved. We are saved. Hallelujah. We are sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are on our way to glory. Yes. That is that is our position there. Those are the blessings. That we have in Christ. To know that the account is settled. Am I still talking to somebody today? But when it comes to the responsibility. When it comes to doing. What the Lord commands us to do. That's where we have this struggle. That's where we have the problem. We are to count ourselves, the Bible says, as unprofitable servants, even when we would have done all that we are commanded to do. Realizing that we cannot go beyond our ability. We cannot go beyond our giftedness. We cannot go beyond what God allows us to. So each of us in the body of Christ we are given ministry, areas of service, things that we can and should do to advance the kingdom of God. Things that we can and should do to make a difference in somebody else's life. So we are called to be servants and this this idea of servant is something that is very special, as far as God is concerned. Because the great men who have gone on before us, the great men of old, they are called servants of God. Yes. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself came to serve. Yes. The Bible says, he made himself of no reputation and he took upon him the form of a servant and as such was made in the likeness of man he became one of us fashioned as man and he came in order that he might die yes, to be of service to all of us to save us by his grace Can somebody say amen? And he demonstrated this with his apostles as they sat at meat in the Lord's Supper. And as they struggled among themselves for superiority, and they reasoned and strived to see who was going to be head or who was going to be first, because James and John had already Uh, asked their mother to make a request of Jesus for them. That she would request that when Jesus returned in his kingdom, one of them would sit on his left and one would sit on his right. And she came and she asked it. And Jesus said to her, it's not for me to decide that. It's the father who decides that. Am I talking to somebody today? And so the disciples were angry at James and John. They were upset with them because they knew that they were the ones who told their mother to make that request. and So they were angry and Jesus realized that there was some power struggle going on. And so as supper ended Jesus took the basin with the water and he spread it over himself. And he began to wash their feet. And interestingly enough. Not one of them. Offered. To help Jesus. None of them. Because it was the least of the servants. Who would wash the feet. And they were struggling as to who was going to be. Superior to the other. And none of them. Would help Jesus. And Jesus went on. And can you see the Savior. Washing the feet and knowing the heart of all the apostles as they sat there. Jesus knew what they were thinking. Yes, sir. And he was there washing their feet. And nobody offered to help him. Not one of them said Lord oh, let me help you. No. Because if they come down and help. Then they will be less than the others. And Jesus washed the feet. When he came to the last disciple, Peter said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. Oh, no. You're not going to wash my feet, Lord. Those guys allow you to wash their feet, but you're not going to wash mine. Jesus said to him, well, if I don't wash your feet, I, you have nothing to do with me. And then he said, don't wash only my feet then, Lord. Wash my head. Wash me all over. Jesus said no. The feet is enough. The feet is enough. And then he said to them. I am giving you an example. That you should follow. The example is one of humility and service. Am I talking to us? That they were to humble themselves. And serve one another. And I am saying to us today that that is what the Lord expects of us to humble ourselves and to serve one another. Don't, don't think it little to take the lower stage. No, no, no. We are called to be servants, to serve one another. May may I say to us that we serve the Lord by serving one another. Oh Lord. That's how we serve the Lord. By serving each other. So we are called, we we, we are given these wonderful blessings. But then friends, they are also responsibilities. That each of us have and jesus said to his disciples if i am your lord if i am your master and i'm humble enough to wash your feet then you also are to wash one another's feet yes. yeah those who take it literally it was not meant to be literal really oh lord <laughs> It was a customary thing in those days because of the fact that the people wore sandals and they would have walked through the desert and when they would come to a home, the first expression of uh, hospitality would be to wash the feet and the lowest of the servants is the one who would sit there with that basin as it's called then and uh, washing the feet, the lowest. You go up the rank as far as the servants are concerned. But the least would be the one to wash the feet. Jesus said, if I am humble enough to wash your feet, then you also should wash one another's feet. Paul, in writing to his son Timothy, course we know that at the time of his writing he was in prison in Rome and he was coming to the end of his life for in that same book he wrote I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand so he was coming close to the end of his pilgrimage here in this life. He knew that very soon Nero would have taken his head. He wrote to his son in the ministry. And interestingly enough, he was writing to a man who was a pastor. Man who was actively involved in the service of the Lord. But in writing to him, Paul recalled his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. And Paul knew them. Paul knew the faith that they had in the Lord. And he referenced Lois and Eunice' faith. And he said, I perceive that this faith is also in you, Timothy. What I want you to do is to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Stir up the gift of God which is in you. And I am saying to us today that all of us are gifted by God. And many of us are sitting on our gifts. But we need to stir up those gifts. Stir it up. Yes, serve those gifts. And serve. Stir them up. And serve. Serve one another. For we serve God by serving one another. Stir up those gifts. And serve. For many, it might appear as if they fire has gone out but there might still be some semblance oh lord there might still be some little speck there that might talk to us oh lord when we grew up as children living way out in the countryside we call it the hills we are accustomed to wood fire my father was master at the wood fire. When going in at night, he would cover the coal, yes, with the ashes, so that there would be fire there in the morning. And sometimes when my sisters would have gotten up to make his coffee, and they would go there and say, Papa, there's no fire. And they search, they can't find anybody come. He would take off all of those ashes off the top. And then he would dig deep and then he would stir it up. And as he stirred, then there are little sparks. And when you find those little sparks, you don't put a big piece of wood there now. You put little spit so that that spark can develop and develop. And develop, and then you, 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 uh, you, you, <laughs> you stir it up, and then all of a sudden there is a little blaze. And as you put wood to that little blaze, all of a sudden there is smoke and there is fire. And in no time at all, there was the smell of coffee in the morning. Amen. But the initial thing was that there was no fire. It's interesting, because as I think back, as I, you know, think back on that, the ashes that we took off from that fire, we put it around the banana and the Christophe and that killed the snail. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so everything really had its use. But, but you have to dig deep to go there to find those Little spark to stir up whatever gift God has given you, you need to use it. And may I say to you that if you don't use it, you can lose it. Yes, if you don't use it, you can lose it. Now, we had a practical example here some time back. And you know, it still, still, was still impressed on my mind. There was a sister here with us back then, Sister Lincoln. You remember Sister Lincoln? Oh man, that sister played some music. Hold to God's unchanging hand. She was the one who taught us that song and very, very good at the instrument. And Sister Lincoln left and went to the States. And she was away for a while. And when Sister Lincoln returns, she could not hold a chord. And the late Sister Langley, she was so amazed. She said, she forgot everything. I mean, this lady who was on fire with the instrument played the piano so well. When she came back, she couldn't hold a chord. She wasn't using it. And so she lost it. So, whatever gift it is that God has given you, God has given it to you in order that you might serve. So, you are to use it, or else you're going to lose it. You don't want the time to come when you would want to do it, but you cannot. Because you're not able, it's not there anymore. Oh Lord, the motion might still be there, but the anointing is not there for it. You've lost it. You have failed to use it. We're to stir up the gift that God has given to us and we need to serve. The psalmist tells us that we are to serve the Lord with gladness. Why? For the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we are to serve the Lord with gladness. We are to make opportunities to serve. Look for opportunities to serve. And don't allow them to slip us by. But we can only serve the Lord as we obey him. If we are going to serve the Lord, we have to serve him in obedience. Not how we think we should, but how he said we should. Because it is not our way, it is his way. It is his business. It is his church. He's the one who gives the command. He's the one who gives the directive. He's the one who gives the instruction as to how it is to be done. And our duty is to obey and serve. Give it your best shot, my friend. Give it your best shot, brother, sister. Life is short. Give it your best. Give it your best. Give it your all. Serve the Lord with gladness. And I'm submitting to you that in the end it's going to worth it. Oh yes! It's going to worth it all. When all of this is over, give it your best. Stir up your gift. And serve. If you are saved, God has given you His Holy Spirit. And His Holy Spirit brings To the children of God. You are this. Whatever gift it is that God has given you. You need to stir up. And you need to serve. You need to serve in obedience. But you also need to serve in humility. For many of us. We need to have a more humble opinion of ourselves. We need to humble ourselves. We, we sometimes think too much of ourselves, of our gifts, of our ability. We need to have a humble opinion of ourselves. That it is not us. It is the Lord. It is the Lord who enables us to do. It is the Lord who gifted us to do. And the Bible says, whatever you find to do, do it with all your might. Amen. I say to us this morning, time is short. Amen. The day is far spent. The night is at hand. Amen. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Whatever it is that God is leading you to do, do it with all your heart. Do it. Do it from the depths of your heart. Do it as unto the Lord. And not unto man. Because man might forget. But the Bible tells us that God is not unrighteous. To forget your labor of love. No he is not. Men may forget. And you yourself may even forget. But God will never forget. Amen. That means friends that your reward is certain. Your reward is certain. Keep on serving. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. Amen. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. The apostle Paul, the great man, whom God had used in many, many ways to do many things, the things that Paul had done, amen, was just marvelous. But this is Paul's opinion of himself recorded in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 9 and 10. Listen as I read. For I am the least of the apostles. That I'm not meet, I'm not even fit to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church. Verse 10 says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. Paul acknowledged that the things that he did, he didn't do them because of his ability. He didn't do them because he had any earthly qualification. Although he was well qualified. Amen. But he acknowledged that it was the grace of God. The enabling grace. Amen. That opened doors. The enabling grace that empowers. The enabling grace. Amen. That strengthens. That caused the apostle to do the things that he did. So he said by the grace of God I am what I am. And I believe we today should be able to say also by the grace of God I am what I am. Not of myself but it is he who called me. It is he who equipped me. It is he who enabled me and so by the grace of God I am what I am. Paul said the grace that was bestowed upon me Was not done in vain But I labor I work See I work more than all the others I work Not me But the grace of God That was in me We need to serve the Lord We need to stir up our gifts And we need to serve And we need to be loyal in our service to him what was done in the past friends is wonderful but what about now what about now you're not dead you're alive our service only comes to an end when we are dead when we have moved on oh Lord and if we do it right and serve God, then it lives on because there are others who we would have impacted to keep going on. What about today? The Bible didn't tell us that God was. But the Bible said God is. His presence. Ah, uh, Lord, no. He who comes to God must believe that God is. His presence. Praise God for what we did in the past. Everybody say amen. Amen. But what about now? God is still alive. And the work must go on. And he expects us to do the work. Yes. He expects us to do the work. So where does it work? For the night is coming. And it's Labor Day for friends. It's Labor Day weekend. The Bible says work. For the night is coming. Work. Jesus said I must work the work of him. Who sent me while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. Work. Labor. For the master. Somebody said we must hope and trust. We must watch and pray. But we must labor. Till the master comes. Yes. Work. Stir up your gift. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. And work. Work. Do what God has equipped you to do. Do what God has enabled you to do. Work. Work for the master. Labor. Labor. Yes, because you're not laboring in vain. Labor. Paul, in admonishing the Corinthian brethren, he said, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. In the Lord, I am here to remind you today that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The work that you have done and the work that you are doing and the work that you will continue to do will never be in vain. Lord the songwriter puts it, save you cannot sing like angel and you cannot preach like Paul you can tell of the love of Jesus just say that he died for all just say that he died for all just let people know that Jesus died for all and when you would have done that you played your part you might not be able to preach you might not be called to teach. You might not be called to do a lot of things. But you're saying that he died for all. And when you would have done that. You would have done your part. Hallelujah. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. And work. For the night is coming. Work. Work. It's only one life, one. songwriter writer says, and it soon will pass. It's a life will soon be over. But the work that we do for the Lord moves on into eternity. Work. Don't, don't give up. You might, you might be discouraged, but stir up the gift and work. You might feel weak because if you, you just cannot go on. The Apostle Paul felt that way. And he asked the question. Who is sufficient for these things? None of us. But he says. "Ah, Sufficiency is in God. So he says. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. Stir it up. Everybody can do something. God has equipped. Every one of us. To do something. Oh friends. Every one of us. Have a part that we can play. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. You might feel weak because if, well, I just can't go on. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. I might feel, well, I'm going cold because of things that I'm going through. The Bible says, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God that is in you and work. Work, work. To the work, to the work. We are servants of God. Let us follow the path that our Master has trod. We are servants of God. We are called to serve. to the work. I'm calling. I'm calling some believers out of spiritual retirement. To come out and work. It's urgent. For there is work to do. You may have said, Well, I've done my part. Well, you're still alive. I'm kicking. You're still alive. And you're in good health. I'm calling. Spirit of fear, but of love, power, of love, and of a sound mind. Work, my friend. Work. Let us labor. Let us labor for the Lord. Let us give the Lord our best. Let us remain loyal to him. Let us remain committed to him. Let's give him our best. Jesus says to us. You cannot serve two masters. You're going to be loyal to one and disloyal to the other. You cannot serve God and man. If you're going to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Amen. Joshua he challenged Israel and he said to them choose you this day who you're going to serve whether you're going to serve the god of the amorites in whose land we dwell or the gods we encounter on the other side Jordan?" but he said but as for me and my house we will serve the lord we will and david admonishes us he said Serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, Don't serve him as if it's a burden to do so. Serve him with joy. Am I talking to us? Serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Give, Give joyful service to the Lord. And you might be saying, Well, you know, my situation does not allow me to. I'm going through this lesson. God uses us best. When we are going through difficulties, for it is the Apostle Paul who says, When I am weak, then am I strong. When we are weak in ourselves and feel like we just cannot go on, we just cannot go any further, the Bible says, Then are we strong? Strong in the Lord. Stir up your gift, my brother. Stir up your gift my sister and work you might be at that point where it seems as if everything is is gone but stir up you will find some sparks stir it up once you add fuel and the necessary ingredients to it then amen there is going to be real fire burning add some prayer And the word of God to it. And you are going to find that fire burning. Amen. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God. That is in you. And let us work. Let us work. Let us labor. Until the master comes. Let us labor. Until he comes. You might be in this house this morning. And God has spoken to you. God has spoken to your heart. And you may have gone cold in your service to the Lord. You may have gone cold in using your gifts to bring glory to God. God has spoken to your heart. And you're feeling that stirring deep down with And you're saying, today I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to stir up my gifts. I want to stir them up and I want to serve the Lord with gladness. If God has spoken to your heart and that is you, that's where you are, that's who you are this morning, I invite you to come. You may have gone into spiritual retirement. You may, you may not know it, but you've gone into spiritual retirement. You probably don't know it, but God has spoken to you. And He said, Today, today, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to give Him my all. I want to serve God. Come on, Come Come. let us pray together. Surrender your life to the Lord. I invite you. Come. Come bless. Bible says whosoever we will. We honor you. We adore and we magnify you. Thank you, Lord, for this time together in your presence. Thank you for speaking to us. hearts. I pray that some soul, somebody's soul, Lord God, uh, would be revived today. That there would be some spark that would uh, cause some burning, Lord God, uh, to be taking place in some soul today. Somebody would pick up with they left off. I'm going to serve the Lord. Will to give him my all? Move by your spirit. If somebody in this house is not yet saved, oh God, help them to understand that it is because of your love for them why you send your only son, Jesus, to die so that they can escape hell, so that they can have salvation. They can be born again. They can become citizens of your kingdom. Speak to somebody's heart today. Even as your word says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. there's somebody to realize, somebody who does not know you, who heard this message today, that if they would confess with their mouths, And believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Today, salvation can be theirs. Speak to somebody today. Oh God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First Sunday has been on Sunday. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.